talk about decree a thing. So I've been on this quest. And this is two, four, six, two, four, six, seven. So I started with let love be the motivation of everything you do. These are kind of like my bedrock truths, I guess, now. Together we make a family. Prefer one another because God can do anything but fail. Courage is required because it takes courage to do what God has called you to do. Be determined. Passionately advance until the end. Last on Sunday, I was talking about being strong in the Lord. And today we're going to decree a thing. See, this whole thing is just like this big, it's like a, a journey, something. So by way of review, I like that. George Moss used to say that all the time. By way of review. And so I get to say that today. By way of review, is Ephesians 6:10 uh, in the King James. This is finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And in the message, it says, that about wraps it up. I love that. That about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. And there's a period at the end. It's not a question mark. Amen? In the passion. We're going to go to the passion. Oh, just because we like it. Ephesians 6.10. Ha-ha. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Life union. Hooked up. Anybody, you know, if you were a plumber, I remember learning this about a union. And it's something that's threaded on both ends. So your end gets threaded to the other end. So he's talking about being threaded together so that you're one. Right? So he said... Uh, through your life union with the Lord Jesus, I love this, stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. When you know that there's explosive power flowing in and through you, who's going to mess with you? Who would dare mess with you? Don't you know? Sometimes you got to let people, hey, you don't know what you're messing with. Hebrews 6.10 in the Passion Translation and then we're going to launch off into decree a thing. Hebrews 6.10, and they pass on. For God, the faithful one, is not unfair. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad he's not unfair? He, how can he forget the beautiful work that you've done for him? He remembers the love that you demonstrate as you continually serve his beloved ones. Continually serve. Not a one-time thing, but just, it's just what we do. We serve one another. Continually serve his beloved ones for the glory of his name. Verse 11. But we long to see you passionately advance until the end, and you find your hope fulfilled. What are you hoping for? Turn on your dream machine. What have you been, you know, what has God been talking to you about? And, what, and especially the things that he's been talking to you about in the past that we put on the shelf and didn't, and, and we need to dust that thing off and bring it down and say, okay, you know what? Let's talk about this again. There's, you know, we all got stuff that we put on the shelf that we just like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not for now. But what if it is? I've had a book that I've been working on for years and years. And every once in a while, I'll just look at it and put a little bit of something, something on there and then put it back. And <laughs> right. But it's like, OK, well, maybe I need to dust that thing off and actually put some some real thought and, 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 and effort into this thing. So I can find my hope fulfilled. 
Verse 12, so don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm. Ever been, well, come on, <laughs> don't put up your hand, but have you ever lost your enthusiasm? Lately? <laughs> I resembled that remark a couple of times, right? But it's good to have some crazy friends that are just going to turn around and bump you up. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because there, there are times where we just, you know, we're, we're, we just lose it and, and it, you get into that whatever mode, right? And it's like, okay, you know what? Um, you have a purpose. You're born for a purpose. Such a time as this. So let's get up and get at it. Come on now. And then all of a sudden you get these people surrounding you. And at first it makes you mad. It's like, okay, you know what? Why don't you let me? Let me enjoy this little pity party and let me feel sorry for my go away. But they don't leave. <laughs> they don't leave you. Thank God. They don't leave you the way they found you. <laughs> Anyways, praise the Lord. It's good. It's good to have good friends. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull, lose your enthusiasm, but follow the examples of those who fully received what the Lord, what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Now we're going to launch into Romans chapter 4, verse 17. And we're going to take it in the message Bible, please. Romans 4, 17 in the message. Talking about those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. In verse 4, 17 in Romans, it says, We call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Amen. Come on. God uses nobodies, right? And makes them into somebodies. Hallelujah. Isn't that what we've always read in Scripture? God saying to Abraham, I've set you up as father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father and then became a father. He was first named father and then he became a father. What was decreed over him? Father. And then he became what was decreed over him. So we shall decree a thing. Amen. So. It says, um, then he became a father because he dared to trust God to do only what God could do. Raise the dead to life. Listen to this. With a word, make something out of nothing. With a word, make something out of nothing. And, and King James says, calling those things up, be not as though they were, right? Verse 18, when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyways. Come on, when things are hopeless, when you lose your enthusiasm, you believe God anyways, deciding not to live on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. I got to say that again. He didn't base it on what he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. What is God saying that you would do today? I know he's telling you some stuff. He's not just telling you to just sit and wait till the return of the Lord. Uh-uh. And so, and so, he was made a father of a multitude of peoples. God said to him, God himself said to him, you're going to have a big family, Abraham. Verse 19, Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say it's hopeless. He could have. This hundred-year-old body could never father a child. Nor did he survey Sarah's decades of infertility and give up. He didn't tiptoe around God's promise asking cautiously skeptical questions. 
But he plunged into the promise and became and he came up strong, ready for God. Verse 21, sure that God would make good on what he said. Come on, we trust him. We know that God will make good on what he said he would do for us. Make it personal. God said he's, come on now, he said it. If it's written in his book, in this book, he said it, and it's to you. This book is his love letter to you. That's why it said, verse 22, Abraham was declared fit before God by trusting God to set him right. But it's not just Abraham, it's also us. It's also us. Come on, let's, let's start that Me Too movement. Me Too. The same thing gets said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life when the conditions were equally hopeless. Come on. That's what God is working on our behalf. God is working on our stuff, even though it sometimes don't look like it. Sometimes it don't seem like it, don't smell like it, but he is. In Luke 4.18, Jesus speaking, King James, it says, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering sight to the blind, to set at, at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Acceptable. You're accepted in his sight. Amen. New living. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. I like this. This is like a checklist. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Not is coming, but has come. Right now, we are in the, favor, the time of the favor of God. What is that? All good things coming your way. All good things working out for your benefit. Amen. Um, Psalms 5, verse 12, and the King James, it says, For you, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will compass him as with a shield. You're going to surround him, and a shield will protect anything that's unfavorable from getting to you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Psalms 102, verse 13. It says, you shall arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her, yet, yea, the set time has come. This is a set time. Amen. Amen. You're here. It's a set time for you. It's a set time for me. Um, in Acts 10, 38, they talk about how, how, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. You can't do anything good unless you, have any, unless you have some power. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God was with him. God is with us right now. And the message says, now, Then Jesus arrived from Nazareth, anointed by God and with the Holy Spirit, ready for action. I like that. He was anointed for what? Not to sit there and say, whoa, I'm so anointed. Look at me go. <laughs> I can glow. Whoa. Right? What was that? Touched by an angel. You sit up there and start to, you know, just this little beam of light comes on. And you start talking with a, uh, you know, Irish accent. And no, that's not it. 
<laughs> ah, no, that's not it. It says that he was ready for action. And he went through the country helping people, healing everyone who was beaten down by the devil. He's able to do all this because God was with him. Man, that's good. And Mark 16, 20, it says they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming the words with signs following. God is working with you, and he will confirm that word with a sign or signs following. But you've got to decree the word. This is what I'm talking about. Decree a thing. You've got to say something. You can't just sit there and... You've got to say something. You've got to move your lips. Romans 8, 11, King James. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, and he does, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. See, it's this whole thing of, of God dwelling in you, the spirit of God dwelling in you and, and enabling you and empowering you, getting you ready for action so you can do something. He wants you to do something for him. Uh, Romans 8, 11, a message. It stands to reason, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, well, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. What did he do in Jesus? Well, we read that in, in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And bam, to kick the devil's hiney. He'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. Come on now. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life with his spirit living in you. Your body will be as alive as Christ's. Wow. That's some good stuff. Message got some things going on in there. John 14, uh, verse 11 in the King James, it says, um, Jesus was speaking, and he says, Believe me that I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verse 12, verily, verily, if he's going to say it twice, he's trying to get something to you. Right? Because Jesus doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't repeat himself unless he has to. There's a meaning behind it. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me. What was on him? He already said it. Luke 4, 18. Spirit of the Lord. All right? He says, he that, believes on, uh, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater. See, he wants us to get some greater stuff going on, but we can't do that unless we get ready for action. <laughs> he said, a greater uh, that works in me shall he do, because I go to my Father. Verse 13. And, like, you don't start a sentence with and. But no, it's, yeah, you're a wordsmith. You, you would know, right? Uh-uh, no, 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 no. But he did. <laughs> but he did. He says, and whatsoever, because he's, he's, he's talking about the same, he's in the same thought. And whatsoever you, ask, you shall ask in my name, that will I do. What? Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. That will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. What? Come on. If you got one of those Bibles that has Jesus' words in red, well, th this is deep red. He meant it. 
He said, verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 15, here's a, here's a qualifier. If you love me, keep my commandments. And, another time, and, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Woo! Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because he does not see him, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he's in me. Decree a thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, King James Version of the Bible. It says, we, talking about us, having the same spirit of faith, according as is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. You got to speak. You got to say some things. Message that says, we're not keeping this quiet. No, not only your life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believe it, so I said it, we say what we believe. What do you believe in today? We're the head, we're not the tail. We're above, we're not beneath. Come on, we're a blessing going somewhere to happen. We, you know, we can't get, we're just going over all the time. We can't help ourselves. Job 22, verse 28. This is where I got this whole thing. Job 22, 28, King James. It says, you shall also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. What is it? Say something so it can be established unto you. Say this, and this will be established unto you. By his stripes, I'm healed. Boom. It'll be established. I'm getting all my needs met. Boom. I'm the head, not the tail. Boom, my family is delivered. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, all of it. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Verse four, uh, Romans 4, 17, I said that earlier. Romans call, uh, Abraham called those things that be not as though they were. What is he doing? He's calling forth, he's decreeing what he wants. What it should be. Especially if things aren't looking right. We've been there. Mark eleven twenty, 20, no, 12, Mark eleven twelve. 12, New King James. It says, now the next day when they had come out of, from Bethany, Jesus was hungry and seeing uh, from far, from afar, a fig tree having leaves. And he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing on, on it, but leaves for it was not the season of figs. In response, Jesus said to it, what do you mean, in response? He's talking to the tree. The tree was saying, you ain't going to get nothing out of me today. In response, he's speaking to the tree. That tree was talking to him. The tree said, you ain't getting nothing. Not today. And Jesus said, <laughs> oh, yeah? Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. So he didn't whisper it. He said it out loud. Verse 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. The fig tree that you cursed is withered away. The cancer tree that you cursed will wither away. Come on now. 
We got the same anointing in our life as Jesus has in his life. Jesus cursed that fig tree, so can we. We can curse disease. We can curse sickness. We can curse lack. Come on. He said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse is withered away. Verse 22, Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God, or have a God kind of faith. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say to you, what things, what, what things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Believe you receive, and you'll have it. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. <laughs> and Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez because I bear him with sorrow. Could you imagine? Every time she called his name, Hey, you, I bore you in sorrow. Why? That's all he was called. He was called everything but anything good. I bore you in sorrow. Hey, sorrow, sorrow. Hey, sorrow. Are you going to answer that? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So, verse 10, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast that my hand that your hand might be with me, that you would give would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me, and God granted him that which he requested. God granted his declaration, his decree. New King James. I think you had New King James, did you before? Um it says that, oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. That I may not cause pain. And God granted him what he requested. Whew. God will grant your request. But you have to decree. You have to say of the Lord. Um, Psalms 91, verse 1. We say this one a lot. King James, thank you, Lord. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. What are you going to decree of the Lord today? Well, number one, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In him will I trust. Verse three, surely, surely, he'll deliver me from the snare of the fowler, from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers. Under his wings shall I trust. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. I shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence walks in darkness, nor for destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand will fall on my side, ten thousand on my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Woo! New living. I like this one. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest. You'll find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare, about the, I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. He's my place of safety. He's my God, and I trust him. Doesn't that sound personal? He will rescue you from every trap. 
and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Isn't that good? His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors by night, nor for the arrow that flies in the day. So no drive-by shooting is going to ever come near you. Come on now. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, COVID, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though, though a thousand will fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Not touch you. Philippians 4.19, the first part of the, uh, it's in the Message Bible. Philippians 4.19, I know it's a weird place to put it, but it, but it fits here. It says, you can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. Based on Psalms 91, you can be sure. You can take that to the bank. Job 5.21 in the message, it says, you'll be protected from vicious gossip and live fearless through any catastrophe. You will live fearless through any catastrophe. Catastrophe. No matter what's going on, you are going to be fearless. Amen. Here's a song that Jordan spoke Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2. New King James. We sang about this second song. Isaiah 43, uh, verse 1 in New King James. It says, But now, thus saith the Lord who created you, O Jacob. And he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, you, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. Verse 5. Fear not, I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east, gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. To the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Both of them. All of them. Amen. Living Bible says this in verse 1 in Isaiah 43. But, the, but now the Lord who created you, O Israel, says, Don't be afraid. For I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not, not consume you. Verse 5, do not be afraid, for I'm with you. I will gather you from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. I bring my sons and daughters back to Israel or back home from the farthest corners of the earth. No matter how far they try to run away, they're coming home. There is a GPS located on the inside of them, and they're coming home. They have no choice. <laughs> they got no choice. You got praying parents? Come on. I had a praying mother. I had no choice. Amen. When I went off the rails, I had a praying mother and a praying wife, and they both got together and started praying for me. So I was done. It's like, all right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, pray, because it works. Look at me. I'm here. 
Have they, have they not have prayed? I would not be here. I'd probably be done. A lot of my musician, musician friends are gone. I probably would have been great with them. But God. But God. John 14, 27. This is going to be in the Passion and not... The next few are going to be in the Passion. Uh, John 14, 27. It says, I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. So don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Be courageous. Why? We have a choice here. Amen. We could decree fear or we could decree being courageous. Uh, Psalms 147, verse 5 in the Passion. How great, <laughs> how great is our God? There's absolutely nothing his power cannot accomplish. Absolutely nothing. And he has infinite understanding of everything. So he's not taken by surprise. He's not sitting there freaking out. Although we may be. There are times when we do that. <laughs> Second Corinthians 2.14, Passion. God always makes his grace and favor visible. I like that. He, makes, he always makes his, his grace visible. You should be able to see it. They may not be able to see your faith, but they can see your bank account. They can see your house. They can see your car. They can see you, <laughs> you delivered. They can see you paying off people's houses, making car payments for people. Blessing people with the old Pentecostal handshake. Come on. Amen. Yeah, that's you. Come on, there's a Me Too movement. Me Too. God always makes his grace and favor visible. People will see it in Christ, who includes us as partners of his endless, endless triumph. He includes us as partners. I was talking to my daughter tonight down in the Caymans. Praise the Lord. <laughs> And in and, and this verse, I said, I said, Crystal, and this verse is for you. And it's Proverbs 20, 24 in the Passion. And you. It is the Lord who directs your life. For each step you take is ordained by God to bring you closer to your destiny. Isn't that good? Each step you take is going to bring you closer to your destiny. So much of your life, then, remains a mystery. So be careful in making a rash promise before God. Let him direct your steps. Don't do nothing rash, right? Can you handle the last verse? Proverbs 16, 24 in the Passion. Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words. For they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirits. Life-giving words. Let's say something, because we want to, oh, oh, we're decreeing people, so let's, we need to, I can't sit up there talking about, okay, we're going to decree, 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 and we're not going to decree anything? Ha! I think not. <laughs> so with your outside voice, don't whisper it, shout it. Repeat after me. I am the prophet of my own life. 
my words and God's word in my life determine my future. They determine my health. They determine my wealth. They determine my place in eternity. My faith-filled words are alive. They're full of power. They are enriched. They are backed by the anointing of God. The very power that created the universe, I am what the Word says I am. I can do what the Word says I can do. I can have what the Word says I can have. So, out of the abundance of my Word-filled heart, my Word-filled mouth speaks. Arise and shine. It's the year of the overflow. Not a sick day. Not a broke day. Not a sad day. But every day is an overflow day. In Jesus' name. And the saint said, Woo! Amen! Overflow! That's what we do. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this night. And we declare and decree you are so good. And we thank you that you make this alive in our hearts, make this alive in our lives, Lord, that this word, we, we just seal it tonight in Jesus' name. And the saints said, amen. amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. Sunday. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.